0: Hello and welcome to Appetite for Production, a music tech podcast hosted by two music tech journalists. I'm Tim Can. Who are you, James Russell? Uh, I wish you'd stop doing that. (laughs) It's James Russell, everybody. And that's right, we're two music tech journalists and we don't care who we offend as long as it's not the people who pay our bills. Am I right? Or the people who pay lawyers' bills. Yeah, that's right. So what have we got on the
1: show today, son? Well, today we're talking about a lot of things. We're going to be talking about SoftTube's new synth plugin.
0: A synth by SoftTube? What?
1: More info has surfaced about
0: Massive X. Yeah, wow. I can't wait until it actually launches. We're going to be making a connection with a telephone plugin. Oh, really? And it's not that's not even Contact Corner, is it? Exciting.
1: We've got an interview with uh, slick, oiled-up god of music production, Hervé.
0: <laughs> is he oily? I didn't realize I came.
1: And uh, we might even get a call from uh, Aphex Twin. Really? Really, what a coup! The
0: real Aphex twin. Yeah, how interesting. He's definitely the real (laughs) Aphex twin. Hey, nice.
1: And a brand new competition so you can win yourself some stuff. All that and more coming up on this episode.
0: What have you been up to recently, Timmy? Um, not much, mate. Literally just working. Don't have anything interesting to say. Oh. But as you saw, uh, when you arrived, my green screen has turned up. So if you thought my video content was obnoxious before, hold on to your freaking hats, mate, because <laughs> I'm going to take it to the next level. Yeah, you're
1: going to be superimposing yourself on uh, some battlefields and stuff.
0: Uh, I've already done that one, um, which was probably not that tasteful. Now you mention it. <laughs> like- I love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I want to like stay within the bounds of acceptable taste, but not that within the bounds of acceptable taste. You know what I'm saying? I'm
1: looking forward to seeing your disembroiled body. standing in front of a door project
0: well uh i've always wanted to be a part of the matrix and now it looks like that's finally gonna happen um what have you been up to buddy
1: uh also not that much uh i have recently decided to uh ban myself from youtube uh i've deleted the youtube app on my phone because
0: really it, it was just taking up way too much of my time addiction you screen addiction well it's a serious issue um is it what in particular were, were you looking at was it reading the comments on the video stuff I, that you'd made
1: no i was just i was just giving it i was just lapping up whatever youtube would serve me through its uh, questionable algorithm and I, it's <laughs> it's time to stop because i'm i'm hooked i'm way too hooked
0: do you know what? I have heard a rumor that there is over fifty hours of video on YouTube, so you mm. could spend just ages looking at you it. Could do you spend, know what I mean? Like the two whole days watching YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More than two whole days. Well, it feels like we're all making a lot of progress, and things are looking really positive.
1: I'm also uh, I've, I've the mission to sell my CDs or not sell my CDs. <gasps> oh,
0: what is going on with that music magpie? <sighs>
1: oh, it is. It is interesting so yeah i I tried (laughs) how
0: interesting is it mate i'll be the judge of that i
1: tried music magpie and they're like yeah we'll give you 40 quid for all these cds and i'm like nah so Mm. i put i put a bunch of them on ebay and it took ages and Only four of them sold. Give me a grand total of ten
0: pounds. Ten pounds. What are you going to spend it on?
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) what
0: I'm going to spend it on.
1: I've already spent it on the envelopes and postage needed to send the CDs.
0: Ah, fantastic! You didn't like bump up the postage and packaging like you're supposed to. Then I guess.
1: Uh, No, I just bumped up the... Standard price because people factor it in anyway. Oh, okay,
0: okay. And
1: the yeah, what it comes down to is I make about five pounds now um, on on that ten pounds worth of CD. And uh, what <laughs> I'm, I'm still this is the thing I'm still um, really hoping that a couple of them will be secretly rare ones, and when I put them on, they'll go for like forty or fifty quid or something, and then it would make it all worth it. So I'm going to list a few more. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no one wants CDs anymore. No, not from me,
0: mate. I, I bloody love them. I refuse to get rid of my physical media. You haven't checked them on Discogs then to see if uh, they're worth an absolute ton or anything? I,
1: yeah, I checked the ones that looked like they might be worth something, and they weren't worth that much. I'm just mm. I'm just going to throw them up on eBay with the least amount of <laughs> effort possible. You're going to vomit them
0: onto the online auction site eBay, are you?
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not looking good. I wish I'd never uh, got into this whole thing, but I think
0: a lot of them making and listening to music (laughs) (laughs) me too mate
1: a lot of them are dead end (laughs) a lot of them are just going to the charity shop but before i can do that i'm gonna rip them all nice that's what i'm definitely doing and so that's taking ages Mm. but yeah not fun wish i hadn't started doing this wish i just left them on the shelf
0: see how tidy your flat's gonna be when that's all done though mate think about it
1: Right, finally, new software is being released. And this one is pretty big, I think. It is by Softube, and it is a synth called Parallels. Parallels, you say? So this video that we've got here is a sort of preset playthrough video. It's got presets by BT, by Richard Devine, and uh, more dudes. All the
0: usual suspects by the sound of it.
1: Give it a click, and let me tell you a bit about it. Okay. So, yeah, soft tube, not usually known for synths. They're mostly known for effects.
0: Yeah. Um, Parallels is an odd name for a synth, James.
1: I quite like it. Um, the, The idea is that you've got two sound sources... A bit like two oscillators. (laughs) Whoa, two
0: oscillators?
1: But they're not necessarily um, synthy-synthy oscillators. They are, I think it's fair to say they're sampled sources, and each one lasts roughly 15 seconds. So if you were to hold a key with one oscillator playing, that oscillator would sort of move through a few phases, like it might have a filter sweep on it, or it might change in level, and that's your sound basically you can sort of scan through it a bit like a wavetable if you see what i mean okay how is this any different to omnisphere i don't
0: really know <laughs> okay but
1: it, it looks pretty cool as well it's quite colorful it's uh,
0: i like the design yeah a lot of people seem to be going for this gray with some brighter colors over the top vibe at the moment you know what i'm saying mm,
1: mm. um oh so you got a bunch of different oscillators. A lot of them were sampled from very classic synths. Okay. Um, which is great, but not all of them. I think it's about 40% of them are from classic synths. And obviously that's where SoftTube came in because they are very good at emulating stuff. Yes. Um.
0: Though I don't know what that's got to do with actually sampling a synth, really, because you just plug the cable in and record it, right?
1: Uh, n- Probably not if you want the user to be able to pitch stuff and mess oh. around with envelopes and stuff like that um yeah so technically sampled oscillators you've also got other kinds of samples you've got digital things you've got fm stuff uh and you've got environmental sounds but all of them are like interesting little things the idea apparently is to give you something that's immediately usable although most synths sort of say that in their marketing
0: yeah, okay, that's fair enough.
1: you got modulators down the left-hand side there, which look really nice and colourful. They look... There's a little circly one going on right now, which looks like an interesting way to play it, but you've got uh, classic LFOs and envelopes and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And down the right-hand side, you've got a bunch of effects, which because it's SoftTube, who are very good at modelling effects, are very good
0: effects. Oh, okay. Well, yes, you would hope that that would be an area in which they excel,
1: basically. Mm. You've got delay and reverb, you've got uh, flanger. I can't quite remember what else, and I can't see it from here. Delay, reverb,
0: and flanger? It sounds like they're really pushing the envelope here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you think of the sounds and the whole philosophy
0: um sounds fine I'm not really hearing anything that's blowing my mind though Mm. I mean it looks nice enough oh I guess I'd really have to have a bit of a play with it but it looks like the kind of thing it would be fun to play with
1: yeah I guess so okay I mean if it's not pushing the envelope then maybe that's because it uses a lot of sort of sampled sounds that people are after
0: yeah i guess so the thing is if people are after those those classic sounds wouldn't they be better off with say an arturia collection or a roland collection you know what i'm saying
1: uh possibly but um i like this one Oh you like this? <laughs> I'm I'm into it. I think it looks really good. I think it's relatively easy to use as well. From the Roland and Archeria stuff I've messed with
0: well yeah i guess their stuff isn't really designed uh with usability in mind it's more with authenticity i guess yeah exactly but this so is maybe we can usability. get the best of both worlds with this one
1: possibly possibly anyway i like it it is what 149 forty-nine dollar clams I oh believe? that's
0: not too bad mate that's
1: pretty reasonable uh and introductory sale which uh is basically obligatory in the world of Plugins. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Only $129 clams. Saving of $30 clams for the intro. Then they've not gone very hard on that intro sale.
0: No, but it's still kind of impulse uh, sort of purchase range. Really. You can see how they've sort of
1: they've made something that in a way you could classify a bit like a wavetable synth, but in a way a bit like a normal synth with normal oscillators as well. So they're sort of riding that wavetable wave. <laughs> <but> <laughs> right there's plausible deniability in
0: there (laughs) that they've actually just got sampled
1: oscillators or oscillator
0: sources. Yeah, I mean, having compared it to Omnisphere, um, this is a lot cheaper, Mm. which I guess is a good look basically yeah. for lots of people. I think the price and the size of Omnisphere puts a lot of people off, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, true, true. And this is this is a bit more tweakable, it seems to me, maybe. I, I haven't actually used Omnisphere, but from what I know, this looks like it's got a bit more control rather than... I mean, it's got...
0: Oh, mate, Omnisphere has plenty of control, buddy. There's okay. a lot going on under its hood, let you, me tell you. And
1: you can tweak what's going on. And Oh, I
0: God, see. yeah. Yeah, Omnis- Omnisphere is deep AF, bruv. Mm, Seriously. I guess
1: then what I might be confusing the Omnisphere story with is that you can't uh, change the samples underneath it.
0: Well, no, but you can You can use them in a lot of interesting ways. There's, It's got a lot of ways to muck about with it, basically, and you can use them as kind of almost like wavetable sort of sources and stuff and everything so yeah it's pretty good fair
1: enough well yeah soft tube parallels i i like it it's worth uh at least checking out at least uh getting a demo which i believe is a, There's a demo is
0: there should we have I'm a not sure look? actually let's, let's find out mate let's see what the deal is maybe you have to have some kind of dongle yeah free 20-day demo Oh, it's only 108 squiddies at the moment from Plugin Boutique, which is pretty cheap to be fair. Free 20 day demo, like you say. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean,
1: it's, it's worth a look. And it's not that expensive for the sort of soft tube quality, which they obviously give out.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is pretty damn cheap, dude. Hmm. hmm. I really don't want to buy any more synths, but now my interest has been peaked.
1: You're, you're glad I brought it to your attention, at least. Oh, right?
0: yeah, because, like, do you know what? You're not the first person to mention this to me. Mm. And I will try the demo, I think. Do you know what? going to download that freaking demo, son. Sweet.
1: The ongoing story of Massive X. Oh, look at the backdrop they've got
0: for this web page. Oh, it's just yeah. Reactor.
1: That's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, what's going on there? Oh, oh, don't tell me it's a Reactor instrument. Oh, uh, God. So we originally sort of reported about this quite a while ago when it was first announced. Actually, it was first leaked and then it was announced.
0: Mm, leaked all over us, didn't it?
1: And then it was meant to be out in February, which is... Uh, Last month, mm-hmm. but they sent an announcement out saying it's actually coming in June, mm-hmm. and everyone uh, who is entitled to it could get like a 44 pound coupon. Uh, to say sorry for Massive X taking so long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they've just released on their blog, uh, Massive X Lab. Welcome to Massive X. They're shedding some more light on Massive X. We're going to go into the lab now, are we? Yep, let's just watch Watch where your hands are. Don't knock over any beakers.
0: Okay, okay, Okay. I don't want to like... Um... Put a chemical on another chemical that's going to make an explosion. I believe that's how science works.
1: Now, do you remember what you and I were saying when we were looking at that fuzzy picture of the interface that they uh, sort of leaked
0: ages ago? I don't know. Were you very positive and I was a bit moany? Was that what it was like?
1: <laughs> I think we can assume that. Uh, take that as red. Yeah. But um, one of the things we we were joking about is we thought we saw Harambe on the
0: interface. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that sounds like something we'd say. And yeah. like
1: Obviously, we were like, oh, yeah, we're just joking because obviously it's not Harambe. It's just so fuzzy that it looks like Harambe. Oh, my
0: God. Is it Harambe? Check, check on the interface. Right. Okay. Am I scrolling down? Scroll down. Oh my god, it is Harambe! <laughs>
1: what? So for some reason, there is. each oscillator has a sort of... A little let's,
0: iconography Let's there. call
1: it a qualifier. Oh yeah, it could be an icon to represent it. But one of them, yeah, it's got a gorilla on it. I think maybe the gorilla is some kind of modifier? Makes it a bit roarier?
0: Um, I guess so, because... Yeah, so because that's not the name of the oscillator type, because it would appear to be above the oscillator.
1: So the the other oscillator in that same place, oscillator 2, has hard sync selected
0: Mm -hmm. and a different Mm -hmm.
1: picture. There's There's a noise generator which has a white noise, which is represented by a rain cloud. (laughs) <laughs> and water noise, water noise, which is represented by some water squiggles. Yeah, and that's interesting. They they seem to be using uh, sampled noise, and they might have some interesting noise sources from real world environmental noise.
0: Yeah, like everyone fair. seems to be doing now.
1: Yeah. Um, right, let's zoom back out a little bit. What do you think of the the interface in general as one thing?
0: It reminds me of the Access Virus Snow TI, um, which I'm not a fan of the interface of, but at least this all seems to be you know, relatively self-contained. Yeah. I mean, it looks like there's a kind of, there's a page where you can basically see everything. I mean, I guess there might be some, you might be able to swap some panels around and stuff and everything, but it looks fairly sensible. Mm,
1: mm. Now, what else have we got? We've got filters, obviously. We've got another little oscillator thing. LFOs at the bottom and the LFO switcher. Do you see that on the bottom, right? Yeah, it seems unnecessarily large. Mm, Well, maybe that's one of the big functions of it. And maybe you can switch LFO shapes with another LFO. Ooh, okay. Mm, Maybe wavetable LFOs. I think we mentioned that when we were looking at the Mm. original Okay, so yeah, let's let's take a brief scan through the actual text. Um, they're okay. talking about radically ho- overhauled interface. We'll we'll be journalists looking through a parliamentary document here. Oh, and,
0: brilliant! So time for me to fall asleep. Yeah, okay, got try it. and
1: glean as much information as you can, and then and then write about it. Okay, wicked. Uh, wave table oscillators, 125 wave tables at launch, which sort of implies <gasps> that more, be more? Are coming. Yeah, the wavetable off- oscillators have 10 different modes, each with their own distinct character, even when playing the same wavetables. Okay, that's fair enough. Noise section offers up to two simultaneous noise sources
0: selected from over 100. Oh, wow. So these are going to be sample-based, presumably. Mm-hmm.
1: Eight all-new filters in the filter section. Okay. Yeah. Um, insert effects. Yes. And insert oscillators. Insert oscillators. According to Native Instruments, this section is for introducing new elements and polyphonic processing directly within the internal audio signal path. Okay. There are three insert effect slots, which can be filled by different types of audio effects or by insert oscillators.
0: Okay. What are these insert oscillators going to be then, (laughs) I I wonder? What springs
1: to mind is a sub... Potentially. Really? But the examples they've given are sine pulse width modulation capable pulse or saw. Oh. Um, It says these can serve as classic sources for subtractive synthesis. What about the original? Um, Okay. Or building a complex DX7 style phase modulation environment.
0: Oh, I see. So I guess... They don't want to call it FM for some reason. No. I guess maybe they're just trying to be nerdy with it which is fair enough i guess possibly
1: but yeah i guess if you use an oscillator as a modulator it would be an insert oscillator
0: i mean that's basically how massive worked you had the like you had the you had the, you had the dedicated mod osc and it had phase which is basically what did fm in there yeah um well, it seems like they've combined the mod osc Uh, from Massive with the insert effects from Massive, basically, I guess. Mm,
1: Well, apparently you can have up to nine LFOs. Wow, okay. The first is always an envelope, but the following eight can be any combination you like. Okay. Okay. Um, we've added new features like the LFO switcher or the switcher LFOs, which allows you to assign up to three modulation sh- sources to the LFO to control morphing between shapes. Okay, I, I, I want to see that in action to understand it properly because mm. it could be it could be sort of LFO for modulating the LFOs, or it could be something completely different.
0: Sounds like something I'm never going to use.
1: <laughs> There's another weird screenshot down here. Actually. Oh, okay. Am I scrolling down? It seems like it goes deep. <gasps> what?! Check this out. That's- so this
0: is a performance window to rule all performance windows.
1: Yeah, that's I don't, I guess uh, the sort of modulation shapes that became it's such a crucial feature of the original Massive, where you could sort of just draw, a yeah, Kr- and you
0: could make, you could like select a kind of a spiky triangle thing.
1: You've got sets of them, and you can launch the different shapes from using keys and using other CC, I guess.
0: Oh, weird. Okay,
1: and then you can draw them yourself, but I assume most people are just going to be using the stock shapes, tweaking them a bit, and maybe people will start selling shapes.
0: Selling shapes? Really? Are
1: you sure? I think there's going to be a black market for for modulator shapes.
0: Okay, what I'm assuming from this is, back in the day, when complexstro was a thing, people would create multiple instances of Massive and fanny around with the modulation shapes on the different instances to get a bunch of different sounds whereas it looks like here you can maybe control that with like a key switch or something so you can just do everything with your one instance yeah quite possibly that mm-hmm. seems seems like it could be the one okay um,
1: yeah it's it's looking good i'm looking forward i don't think we should uh i don't think we should uh, speculate too much about it but it's really nice. I'll put a link to this blog post in the in the show notes, and um, you can check it out. And otherwise, I'm not going to say much more about it until June comes, because then we'll both have it on our computers.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, let's hope so. I hope we can blag it. Um, well, it's, it's if you got complete, you are oh, owed it. okay. Okay. Yeah. Now you're talking. I mean, this seems... To, do you want my hot take, James? Please. This seems more evolution than Revolution. Okay,
1: that's fair enough. Well, it wouldn't be massive if it was. Uh, well,
0: I know, but it looked. The thing <clears throat> is, when we first started seeing those blurry, blurry screenshots, it looked like it was pretty different, but it looks like it's actually pretty similar.
1: You, you can't really have uh, something that is another version of Massive without it being Evolution, not Revolution.
0: Uh, well, it who wouldn't knows? be massive. It's just, hey, we made a new synth. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, fair enough. You've got to keep that heritage. Yes, that all-important plug-in heritage. (laughs) Definitely. Oh, my goodness. This is a plug-in interface from the mid to early noughties yeah. that I'm looking at.
1: This, my friend, is Rising Jake Studios' telephone plugin. in
0: Rising Jake sounds like a porn star. Do is you, he? Do you know what a telephone is? A telephone? Telephone. I know what a smartphone is. What's a telephone? Is, is it like it- a telescope app? For your smartphone, right? That, says that, that would be the only thing that makes uh, sense.
1: And you have to attach a special dial to your phone. No, this plug-in models an old-style rotary telephone oh. in its uh, in its sound.
0: Oh, okay. Well, it, that sounds nice. It, if you
1: want analog sounds in your productions, why not get this uh, 300 hertz to three 3.3 <laughs> k <3K laughs> band limited. Analog sound. Oh uh, yeah! So I got a uh, copy of this plugin because it's only five US clams.
0: Oh, the US clam! I okay. came. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought I'd, uh, thought I'd give it a go, uh, Tim. Oh, it looks like I'm getting a telephone call. I better answer it, I suppose. Hello, Tim. Uh, hello, James. What are you doing?
1: I'm just. Just just hanging
0: out. Oh god, this is really creepy. I feel like Drew Barrymore in Scream. It's the
1: seventies, Tim. <laughs> I'm
0: just calling to see what you're up to. Do you know what the rotary telephones were very much in effect in the eighties when I was a child. So this is this is not news to me, bruv. How how does it feel calling me on a rotary telephone, albeit virtual?
1: Yeah, it's um I just wish I could see you.
0: Yeah, I know. Why can't we FaceTime each other? Is there a FaceTime plug-in yet? When's that going to happen? No,
1: I don't think so. That would would probably be even worse audio quality.
0: Okay, look, I am enjoying this telephone call even less than a cold call from a robot, which is basically what it is. So I'm going to hang up on you now. Is that all right? that's enough. That's enough. I'm going now. Bye.
1: All right. It's that time of year again. (laughs) What? Easter? It's not Easter. No, it's the glorious time of the year when the results for Music Radar's best VST synths (gasps) poll are in.
0: Long awaited. This is one poll I can't wait to have in my face. (laughs) Uh, So this used to
1: be uh, 50, the 50 top best plug-in synths in the world but for some reason this year is 25 less synths
0: around now mate less synths than ever
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's been a real paucity of synths oh okay no one's releasing synths do you wanna do you wanna make a few uh, speculatory guesses before we uh before we do the rundown it
0: is it voted by uh, yeah it's voted by music radar users well there'll be a load of image line stuff in there um you'd think serum would be in there yeah You'd have to assume there'd be some good old NI stuff in there from back in the day, right? And some oohee.
1: yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah.
0: I think there'd be a load of oohee, right? You got to think Diva would be.
1: Uh, I can near see the it's top. in the
0: picture, so it must be in there somewhere. Yeah,
1: that might be uh, from another year. Oh, okay,
0: maybe not. Um, also in the picture is Omnisphere. So
1: yeah, well, who do you think's got the uh, number one spot? Who do you think of the top
0: it's, five? It's gonna be something. Silly like harm or, not that there's anything wrong with that. You'd like you'd want to say it would probably be serum because serum is the be all and end all,
1: right? Uh, what else would it be up there in top five?
0: Okay, oh, serum omnisphere, I don't know, FNA, 8 you'd hope, uh-huh. and some and some image line stuff. I don't know.
1: Okay, okay, well, let's let me take you through it and diva, I guess 25 soft tube modular. Okay. 24, Isotope Iris 2. Okay. At 23, it's Harmor.
0: Oh, what? I'm surprised it, that's it's that low. Okay, carry on. 22, Absynth 5. Mm hmm.
1: 21, uh, Powerwave Audio Design Rapid. I bet you haven't heard of it. I haven't
0: heard of it, no.
1: Uh, it was released recently. It's a pretty good reputation so far. It looks a bit uh, oldish, but it's good. 20, Hive by Yuhi.
0: Oh yeah, the uh, silent one for the person who doesn't own silent one. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, I I think there's a high version two in the works. So um, I
0: thought it already was version two. Was mm, that like a point update? Okay,
1: can't remember. Uh, Propeller Head Europa. Now that that's uh, a plugin that you can buy for other doors.
0: Okay, uh, I like it. Uh, Synapse June three. Oh, okay, a new new version of June that has only just come out, I guess.
1: Yuhi's repro. Apparently, they're calling it Repro One, but now it's Repro because it's got the Pro One and the Profit Five emulations. Oh, well, those in are 1, now 2. one
0: plugin, are they? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: audio Damage Phosphor Two Slam Duncan in at number sixteen. Oh, really?
0: Interesting. Not one I would have necessarily thought would make an appearance.
1: Number 15,
0: Arturia's
1: Pigments. Do you remember that?
0: Yes, I remember pigments. Still haven't had a play with it. That's
1: risen pretty quickly to number 15, I think, for mm-hmm. something that was only recently released. It looks like pigments are flying. At 14, it's Spire. Yeah, love Spire. Yay, good work, Spire. 13, uh, classic Nexus 2.
0: Not really a synth, but I guess if, yeah, yeah, fair enough. 12 is UVI's
1: Falcon, which seems to be everywhere. They're giving it away with Pro Tools now.
0: Oh, okay. Again, not really a synth. I mean, I guess... You see, it's, Omnisphere is a bit more synthy anyway. Doesn't matter, doesn't it's, it's matter. It's carry a thing on. that
1: you can expand with a load of other things, and it's basically a sampler, though, isn't it? Uh, 11, Zebra 2. Oh yeah, the Hans Zimmer fave. Going from 2 to 1 at number 10, it's Silent 1. Oh wow. Yeah, only at number 10. I mean, it's it's, it's clearly stood the test of time,
0: right? Yeah, where is Silent 2 though, god damn it?
1: Uh number 9, speaking of second versions, it's it's massive. Oh, still rocking the top ten. Number eight, uh, Vengeance VPS Avenger. The synth that literally does everything.
0: It really does. It's a Swiss army knife. Uh,
1: Number seven, Reactor 6. Mm,
0: Uh, Not really a synth. Not really a synth. Not really a synth. synth. It does synthesize, so what are you going to do? You can do anything
1: in it. Yeah, Uh, you can. Number six... Plogue chip speech bit of an uh, oddball uh, one
0: in there yeah I'm... have you uh, have you used chip speech i have it's hilarious it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny i don't hear a lot of music that people are making with it but i'm sure they're getting their jollies <laughs> with it somehow
1: uh okay we're moving into the top 5 now tim
0: oh god okay diddle 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 done
1: it's Yuhi diva at number 5
0: boom got it it number
1: four KV three three one audio three three one KV three three one synth master one
0: fair play to him it's a good synth uh, number
1: three it's going to shock and amaze you what it's serum <gasps> what oh, unperched from the top spot
0: what the hell is
1: going on I don't think I don't know if it was ever at the top spot but I assume it should be and therefore it has been unperched having a nice number two yeah. it is. Omnisphere 2 Wicked, and it means that the top spot is fm 8 No, it's KV331 Audio KV 31 KV331 SynthMaster.
0: Wow, what, oh, what? So, what was the previous one? Was it the Player? That one, was SynthMaster
1: One, which is the, the sort of p- oh yeah, the cut version. down version. Or well, it's not even a cut down version; it's a separate thing. Yeah, it's just easier to use. But this is the full blown SynthMaster Space Station.
0: Well, that is fair enough. I am surprised FMA isn't there. But then again, I don't really remember what previous rundowns have been. Yeah, so,
1: well, um, as as a bit of inside info, KV331 Audio 331 KV3 uh, do do get a lot of their massive Facebook fan base to vote on these things.
0: But that doesn't mean it's not number one. Well, no, I mean... You know, you you could demand a recount all day long, but, you know, we're still going to have Synth Master as our new god, uh, emperor. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's not much use asking for a digital recount, because they'll just just look at the spreadsheet and say, yeah, still exactly the same.
0: Well, there's a lot of good synths in there, nothing too crazy. I mean, I am surprised about uh your chip speech and uh phosphor and everything but you know it's nice to see a bit of variety
1: yeah yeah is there anything that you think is underloved and should uh should appear in this
0: next time around definitely fm8 okay. it's crazy it's not in there i mean i'm so, i mean i guess reactor is encompassing all of the various thingies in there mm. like uh razor for example right um I'm surprised there's not a bit more arteria in there. I thought some of their old school things. Ah. No Roland Cloud in yeah, there true. either. true.
1: Not many emulations.
0: Yeah, maybe people aren't interested in emulations. I mean, you do
1: have Diva, which is an emulation of many things, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, not many straight emulaty thingy things.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe they're not fashionable anymore, James.
1: <sighs> I'm surprised to see arteria pigments uh, so quick.
0: Yeah, people jumping on that piggy bandwagon.
1: Mm mm-hmm. Mm hmm.
0: No Lush 101.
1: No, 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 no 808s, eight no 909s, no 303s. Um,
0: well, no no eight to eights and 909s, I wouldn't say since, but 303 definitely is, but no, it's a one-trick pony.
1: No Junos, no Bupitas, no uh, no Boops. planet-based synths.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no VCV rack, which I'm pretty surprised ah, about. That's true. People are digging the VCV
1: rack. And if Reactor gets let into this uh, pole, then VCV rack, should I?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would have thought that'd be right up there, especially seeing as it's free, right? Uh, Yeah, it is
1: right up there in many producers' uh, minds.
0: And hearts. (laughs) Yeah. Where will Massive X come next year? That is the question. True.
1: Will Massive X unseat its uh, big brother Massive, or will it just flop?
0: I doubt very much that it'll flop, but who knows? Maybe we'll see them both in there.
1: Well, any synth with Harambe in it is a friend of mine.
0: Absolutely, mate. I can't wait until June.
1: Okay, so last episode we ran a competition. Did we? Actually, no, it wasn't a competition. What am I saying? It was a giveaway. Oh, it's a giveaway. Uh, We were giving away several licenses of Disco DSP's Discovery Synth. The time to enter is now over.
0: Okay, and who has won, James?
1: Okay, so the winners of Disco DSP Discovery licenses are... In no particular... (laughs) Order. <laughs> Cicada Sunpup
0: Congratulations Chris Perkins Enjoy your synthesizer Moko Omo Your new life starts today
1: Ali Jameson
0: Get yourself down to the disco With your disco DSP instruments And Mikhail Chikovlas Congratulations. You did it. They said you couldn't, but you smashed it. Well done.
1: Anyone who's won, it's probably best that you email us at at a4ppodcast.gmail.com to claim your thing. You could also try sending us a Facebook message or a Twitter message or whatever but uh do if we you not can... just
0: do we not just go straight to them is that not how it works
1: well a lot of people have their messages switched off and Ugh. all sorts of shit like that yeah right i might try and get in touch with people but if i haven't got in touch with you get in touch with us
0: yeah call and
1: us your, your license is is here in the office waiting to be uh sent out to you through snail mail a license to thrill So, this episode's software giveaway will see you fighting each other in a battle to the death for <laughs> squeaky clean audio. Oh. Tossed into the ring as prizes are Acusonus's ERA plugins. Ooh. The ERA suite is a collection of not one, not two, not five, not seven, but six individual <laughs> processors for audio repair. Sexy.
0: Nice. Repair that audio. Get it sounding Nice.
1: Each plugin has one knob style operation and uses some insanely clever algorithms under the hood to sort out your audio in next to no time. And I should know because I've used a few of them on this podcast to sort out Tim's terrible microphone signal. Oh, no. Sorry about that. Tim's annoying, reverberant, booming room sound. What are you talking about? And Tim's disgusting mouth noises. Oh,
0: that's fair enough, I suppose.
1: Up for grabs in this episode's competition is one license to the Era Pro Bundle, which is worth a shocking... 594 US dollar clams. That's
0: a lot of clams, mate.
1: And contains all six of those audio repair plugins, plus Era D, which specializes in complex reverb and noise removal. Mm. Then three runners up get to choose two out of the six plugins to have for yourself. So what's in the Era Bundle? I hear you screaming, Tim. Yeah, scream. What's in it? Well, I've roped Tim in to help me explain exactly what you can get your hands on.
0: Yeah, did you need to use actual ropes? That's what I want to know.
1: There's the Ear Noise Remover plugin, which removes electrical hum, background noise, and other unwanted sounds from a dodgy recording with just three controls, and no annoying signal learning stage. Here's me gradually turning it up over this monstrous recording I received from Tim.
0: Hi, James. It's the Loch Ness Monster here. Please call me back when you get a chance. See you later. Bye. Hi, James. is the Loch Ness Monster here. Please call me back when you get a chance. See you later. Bye!
1: Then you have the ERA Reverb Remover, which takes the room sound right out of a recording. The ERA de is a quick one-knob control as well, with three modes.
0: Since I started wearing silk dresses, my sister says she wants to scratch her eyes out. Since I started wearing silk dresses, my sister says she wants to scratch her eyes out.
1: The Voice Leveler can keep a consistent level in a signal even when someone's moving his head around the microphone all the time. The D Clipper makes short work of lost audio information. And finally, the plosive remover makes short work of P
0: sounds. P sounds? You're not going to record me having a wee wee, are you, James? No, 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 not that kind of P sound. Pesky pigeons pecked my pastrami packed lunch, but Peter paid for a pack of pasta. Pesky pigeons pecked my pastrami packed lunch, but Peter paid for a pack of pasta. With all that, the Era Bundle is a recording engineer and producer's
1: best friend, and if you're doing a podcast with Mr. Tim Kent, it's your secret weapon.
0: So, how do we enter this giveaway, James? Well, Timmy, option one is to
1: take to Twitter and find us at a 4 p Podcast. find our post about this Era giveaway, follow us, follow Acusonus, and retweet that post. Option two is to hop onto our Facebook page, use the bar on the left to find the reviews, and leave this podcast a review. You see what we're doing here? We're getting you to enter a giveaway, but also do some good stuff for the podcast.
0: Oh, nice. This is bordering on the cynical, James. I like it.
1: (laughs) And option three is to get on to SoundCloud. If you're not already there, find this episode on SoundCloud and comment at any point. By the time this competition closes, it will be the episode at the top of the list, episode 28. And when does the competition close, you ask?
0: When does it close, James? Tell me now. This
1: competition will be closed for entries on Thursday, the 4th of April. So you better... Get all your entries in before then, I guess.
0: Yeah, pull your finger out, guys. People actually won some stuff, so go for it. And like, to be honest, I'd quite like a license. Can I enter? Probably Uh, not. No. Okay, great.
1: Uh, Now, also, by the way, roughly 16 people entered the last one. So with five licenses to give away... They have all had a one in three chance of winning and I like those odds.
0: Those are good odds, man. Now,
1: if you if if we get the same this time, then you have a sort of one in four chance of winning at least like a $100 worth of stuff.
0: That's pretty good, mate. I want that plosive thing, man. Plosives are the bane of my life, even with a pop shield. Uh, I'm going
1: to make sure there are links everywhere to help you enter the giveaway. There's going to be stuff in the podcast description and in the show notes at a4ppodcast.com so we can make it as easy as possible. You sent me something this week about Apex Twin doing something with the bass station.
0: Yeah, who would have thought it? Two uh, titans of electronic music coming together in an station. unprecedented fashion.
1: Yeah, yeah. So tell me what the hell is happening here.
0: Well, there has been... And some information posted on AFX's SoundCloud uh, bio. Would you like me to read it out? I think you better. I've been working on a collaboration with Novation to make a new killer, killer update for the base station too. Okay. AFX modes. Mm. They have implemented the idea brilliantly, and it's in addition to the micro-tuning that we put in. We have pushed this synth to its limits. Woo! This affordable synth is now in the top three of my all-time favourite synthesizers. Not according to Music Radar. Well, that's not Aphex, Vince. It's totally dope. You can now take synthesis in radically different directions. Hope you like it. Big respect to Novation.
1: Okay, well, interesting. Big respect to Novation
0: indeed. Yeah, what is... I want to know what this AFX mode is. <clears throat> it sounds mental. Yeah, It's, it's making one of his top three favourite synths of all time. What the F is happening, James?
1: Well, if it's AFX Twin's top three synths of all time, then it's got to be a good damn synth.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, unless... Novation and bunging him loads of cash, but I can't imagine that. Um, so yeah, it's an exciting time.
1: I think I think uh, it would be useful to find out uh, a bit more about this actually. And uh, I, th- I think I think I've got uh, Apex Twins number in my phone.
0: How did you get that? Uh, plucked it out of the air, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure you plucked it out of somewhere, mate.
1: <laughs> let me uh, let me see what I can do. Let me see if see if he'll answer. He's usually like a usually hanging around in a in some uh, prehistoric neolithic monument but uh...
0: this is a long play number can you play avril 14
1: and call cool.
0: you're right who's this this is uh apex twin speaking
1: uh hello is it is it it richard d james yeah
0: that's my real name yeah also known as the analord
1: Richard, is is james from from appetite for production podcast
0: you're right my little lover how you doing I'm, i'm
1: good i'm good um where are you right now
0: Oh, I'm just working on the farm, you know, got to keep things ticking over nicely. Not a lot of money in music nowadays.
1: That's, that's the, the old Cornwall farming estate, 40 acres.
0: Yeah, well, I spent a load of my royalties on a farm because you can take the boy out of Cornwall, but you can't take Cornwall out of the boy.
1: That's, that's interesting. So I, I was actually calling you about uh, this uh, Novation Base Station 2 upgrade that you've worked on.
0: I kind of forgot about that. What with all the feeding that I have to do and the ploughing and the murdering of the chickens.
1: Uh, Can you tell me anything about the the, AFX mode and the sounds that it makes?
0: I could tell you about it, James. But then I'd have to kill you. (laughs) Only joking. Now, you see, what this does is it turns the base station 2 into an oral weapon that's capable of destroying the very mind of whoever it's pointed at.
1: Interesting, it sounds not unlike your music.
0: That's quite right mate, and also the giant robotic tank that I bought with the other chunk of my royalties from Selected Ambient Works 2, Selected Ambient Works 1, Drux, uh, some of the other albums I've put out, I can't remember.
1: Well, that sounds great. I'm really, really looking forward to this update of the base station, too. Um, Have have you got anything musically in the works at the moment, Mr. Twin?
0: Oh, well, I've got some very special things in the works, but they're none of them music related. I've got a new type of feed that I'm feeding to my cows, which is made out of other cows and I've got a new type of feed for my chickens, which is made out of human flesh.
1: Oh, what could possibly go wrong?
0: Yeah, I know, I think it's a great idea, and I'm genetically modifying myself.
1: Oh, oh, okay, Um, and what, are you growing flippers, maybe, so you can swim better, or growing an extra thumb so you can use more synths and stuff?
0: Well, yes, I'm doing both of those. And also, I'm creating a fleshy human nozzle so that I can interface with a CV modular setup.
1: Interesting. Uh, it's it's a shame you can't uh, genetically modify yourself to not suddenly change into an Irish accent.
0: Yarr! Me hearties! land there!
1: Well, anyway, uh, Mr. Dejums, I... Um, I'll speak to you at the next uh, Southwest Unite meeting.
0: Oh, nice. I'll see you there, my love. Take it easy, all right? Bye. Don't phone this number again.
1: Bye. Okay, check this out. This is a new plugin. This is Five. a grey
0: plugin with colourful colours on it. Yeah, which is on trend right now, as we've already <laughs> mentioned.
1: It is exactly that. Now, the company is called Process.audio, new.
0: Okay, that's an interesting dot name.
1: And <laughs> the plugin dot name.
0: Yeah, plugin dot mix dot net
1: is called Sugar. Okay. Now, as you can imagine, it's some kind of mix sweetener.
0: Oh, God. So it's going to make it taste sweet, but not actually nice. Is that right? Saccharin. Yeah, that's right. Okay.
1: Okay. Now, according to them, it was conceived by a team of producers and mixers uh, led by Fab DuPont. (laughs) A made-up name. (laughs) (laughs) Sugar (laughs) is tagged as a secret weapon to hit the sweet spot in every mix. Every mix? Now, I did a little bit of digging. Uh, This was conceived and built by a company called pure mix i think that's that's the sort of main company behind it or the same company also do this go on puremix.net. why not check this out because this is actually i'm going to divert away from the plugin oh for a little bit this is some kind of weird online learning platform oh where you've got a load of pro producers and you can learn to mix and download all the stems from famous tracks while you do it what yeah Go back and, and see the list of producers that they've got in on this because it is the usual suspects and more. Who would you expect to be teaching people how to mix as famous producers?
0: Uh, Dead mouse. Uh, who else? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Scroll he- down. Scroll down. You'll Dom see. Dom Kane is
1: Dom Kane there? No, no, no. Is this what a- you got? Andrew Shep's. He's there. Oh, You've Sheps. Chris Lord Alge, he's there. All the guys who endorse things uh, a yeah, surprising right. amount.
0: Yeah, right. I see. So
1: the people behind this thing, Pure Mix, are also the people behind Sugar, the plugin.
0: <gasps> what? Oh, I see. Well, it seems like they've got some industry connections. Mm. We are all trying to
2: mix the perfect record, but sometimes no amount of EQ, compression, or processing tricks seem to help you get the sound you're looking for. That is why Process.Audio created Sugar, the ultimate audio sweetener.
1: This ultimate audio sweetener. Let's let's find out what it really it's be is.
0: Saturation, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wet inject. Yeah, uh,
1: please don't let it near me. It's not just saturation. It's basically a multiband
0: plugin. Multi-band saturation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's got yin and yang modes.
2: Stop kick drums and the bottom. Of the now,
0: actually, that. This robot woman is no. I like her. I want her to inject some sugar into me. She's distracting me. Okay. Um. So you got four bands, right? Yeah.
1: You got four bands, and each of them has like two different settings, and you can apply the amount mm-hmm. uh to to a different extent.
0: Mm. I mean, <sighs> oh, you're sighing already, James. I
1: mean, yeah. Okay. I don't want to sound like the ultimate cynic here. It's a it's a multi-band sound gooderizer yep uh and there's a massive dry wet mix knob and you get a bit of filtering and saturation Mm -hmm. now i assume that because they work with all these kick-ass producers they've sort of come to some sort of quorum solution on really on what are the best plugins to um what are the best processes to make sounds better yeah Uh, the thing is they claim this is like they claim it's all about making things sound better using expert knowledge. But the true expert knows that you've got to judge every piece of audio by its uh, merits and failings.
0: Yeah, sure. Everything's different.
1: There's no silver bullet. There isn't just one plugin that will make everything sound good. There's, you know, I'm sure this plugin would make things sound more impressive depending on what you do, but you can't use it as a substitute for... You can't polish a
0: turd, can you, James? That's what I'm saying. No, you cannot. <laughs> and we've tried. Oh, yeah. I we've tried. tried polishing each other's turds, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that in particular was a traumatic <laughs> experience.
0: Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cheap, though. How much is it? £119? It's $149 clam, so I guess $119. I wouldn't
1: say that's cheap. You can buy Soft Tube Parallels for that.
0: Yeah, but that's a synth, and this is going to make your record sound like Daft Punk and Pharrell, so, Uh, you know.
1: It says it's designed by a team of award-winning engineers to offer the most useful and most essential harmonic enhancement techniques in one centralised plugin. This is a very left-wing centralised plugin.
0: Uh, what do you mean, like a kind of government-mandated, planned plug-in or whatever yeah. that's going to kind of provide a solution for everybody?
1: Not my words, the words of processing
0: the audio, the words of Lenin. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I mean, it's fair enough. You can put a bit of multi-band saturation and excitement on stuff, and it might make it sound a bit more interesting. So, so I guess we can't really knock it too hard.
1: No, no, no. Certainly don't want to knock it too hard. The low band has two settings thick or punch
0: mm, i like it thick
1: mid band has warm or broad i like broads uh high band has shine and excite
0: well i'm always excited and the topmost air band has yin and yang i'm yin you're definitely yang Oh,
1: no, go fuck yourself i'm yin <laughs> no no, uh, no i'm yin it's an interesting one and i think they're pricing it so high because it's got a load of famous names attached to it Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I dunno, I think it's pretty cheap if you look at the grand scheme of things. Mate, look at that EQ that we looked at the other episode. Oh, the that £990. Million million pounds. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a million billion. It's uh it's not for me though. I think it's um it brings to mind a one knob multiband plugin. Yeah, man. I mean like... it's obviously not a one knob plugin, but it brings to mind
0: that. Do you know what I like James? And this is going to blow your mind. What you like? And be controversial. What you like? I like isotope plugins, mate. Neutron is the bomb. Uh. If this is anywhere near as good as Neutron, then maybe it's pretty cool. (sighs) Who knows, though?
1: I I don't like the idea of having a set um, formulation Mm. of processes, which Chris Lord Algae has decided for you. Yeah.
0: And... That's it. You know, I prefer to make my own little chain. On the other hand, these people have all got much more money than us. That's true. That is true. That's what really counts though, right?
1: Yeah. So I guess uh, 119 UK pounds is a cheap price to... uh, become as rich as all of (laughs) them. Yeah,
0: wicked. Do you know what? There's a demo version, 14-day demo version. Maybe I'll spend the next two weeks having a bit of a play with it. What do you reckon? Well,
1: as long as your eyes are accustomed to grey backgrounds with bright colours.
0: I do just like the colours, mate. I think that's what it's all about, man. I
1: like them too. I'm liking this phase of interface design. I I like it.
0: Um, It's okay. It's all right. It it looks a bit, mm, I don't know... I like I think I like things to look more sciencey. Okay. So yeah. I think I think this look will date.
1: Okay, yeah, well, it, it's become a fashion, so I think by definition it will date. Mm-hmm. Unlike me. Finally I wanna introduce you to a free plugin. Free? Yeah. And then the new company, this one called Nembrini Audio. Oh, Lambrini, delicious. They released Lo-Fi Vintage Clipper.
0: Oh, I um,
1: like a clipper, don't I, I? I know exactly how much you like a clipper. Mm, so clip me up, baby. I thought of this, I saw this, and I thought of you. Oh, that's kind.
0: Well, let me just uh, download this bad boy. And you're giving them your email address. And, uh, oh, God. Oh, create account. I oh, don't if I must.
1: Create account. <laughs> <laughs>
0: God already created the perfect can't, James. And it's Timmy! Yeah, I'm not a robot. Downloading now, son. true Oh what? Are. I've already got an account, apparently. Really? <laughs> I've never heard of this company
1: before. <laughs> but all of a sudden you've got an account.
0: Yeah, well let's No way you got an account,
1: mate. He what 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 are their other products? I don't know. I, I've never
0: seen him before. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna download this. It seems you've already given them your email. Oh, got to put the billing address in. I, oh, why don't you just stalk me forever, company? <clears throat> I'm going to complete this order like a boss. Your order's being processed. Yay, this is pretty exciting. Okay, I've got, got to get a confirmation email recently. I'm not even going to look at the plugin now, though, James. <laughs> I am done. Okay, so tell me more things about it.
1: Uh... I, I really, I maybe. We
0: how have I got an account with these people they've only got one plugin and it's just come out that <laughs> is really sinister that
1: is really strange
0: did they used to be another company
1: no but I mean even if they did they would have other products
0: powered by Shopify maybe I've got a Shopify uh, account you maybe, maybe a that's Shopify it account. okay well this is cool it's got a distortion knob it's got a saturation knob let's
1: watch the video and see if we can salvage anything from this Add vintage flavour to your tracks. Don't tell me what to do. hmm Apparently it gently rounds the transients off every source. Is that
0: a good thing? I guess. I, don't, I like my sharp, horrible transients. The secret weapon of top mix engineers. This plugin has only just come out. <laughs> See, what I find annoying about this video is they haven't cropped off the top of the uh, interface, yeah. but you know, whatever. Um. Well, that's something we're definitely going to check out, right? I'm not. I might.
1: I am going to administer Ooh. a 90s dance music quiz to you.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Bring it the F on. Because... You know how you love the 90s. God, I really love the 90s. God, I miss it so much. It was so much better.
1: And you know how you love 90s dance music. Oh,
0: God, I love 90s dance music. It's better than any other form of cultural expression.
1: Okay, let's get on. Question one. Mm, Bring it. Faithless launched themselves into the world of music back in 1995 with what song is it? A. Don't Leave. B. Insomnia. C. Salva Mea. D. God is a DJ.
0: Um, I think Salva Mea was actually their first single, but in Insomnia, what, was bl- what blew up?
1: Faithless launched themselves into the world of music back in 1995 with what song?
0: I think it's Salva Mea. And you're right. Oh, yes! In your face, world! Salvamir, one for one. Yeah, you see, I was uh, actually into Rollo and Sister Bliss before they <laughs> formed uh, Faithless, and I like uh, Get Off Your High Horse and Can't Get A Man, Can't Get A Job. Those are my top tunes by them.
1: Question two. Daft Punk had their first commercial release in 1995 with what song? Was it DeFunk? Around the World... The new wave: Burnin.
0: Um, I don't know, because I think they started out um, doing stuff before they actually did dance music. It's not around the world. It's not defunk. What were the other two? It was their first commercial success. Oh, their first commercial success.
1: Defunk, Around the world. The new wave. Burnin. In 1995.
0: I think defunk was later than '95. I'm going to go for Burnin. It was defunct. Oh, bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit. This is rigged. Um, Okay, fair enough. Question three. In
1: 1999, Basement Jacks released their first full-length album. What was it called? Rooty, Remedy, Kish Cash, Crazy Itch Radio.
0: I think Remedy was their first one, was it?
1: That is correct.
0: Yeah, boom, son. In your face.
1: Question four. Which <laughs> of these Chemical Brothers albums was not released in the 90s? Okay. Surrender. Come with us. Exit planet dust.
0: <laughs> I really find this off-putting. Carry on.
1: Dig your own hole.
0: Um, I think it's Surrender. You
1: think Surrender was not released in the 90s? yeah. Incorrect. Oh, bullshit, bullshit. It was Come With Us. Oh,
0: F-bomb.
1: Question five. Which Utah Saints single featured a very prominent sample from the Eurythmics? Something good.
0: What, what can you do for me? Okay. That's Boom. correct. Boom. Boom, e- son. Three out of five. Uh-huh.
1: Question six. I'm
0: doing really poorly. Carry
1: on. The KLF went global in 1991 with their album The White Room. What was the most successful single from that album?
0: Oh, God. Um, is it Justified and Ancient?
1: <clears throat> that That is an option. Do you want the... Uh, Give the me the thing? other
0: options. Oh, fools.
1: Last train to Transcentral. What time is love? Good name. Oh,
0: yeah. 3
1: a.m. eternal justified and ancient
0: i think justified and ancient was their biggest hit no it's what time is love isn't it 3 a.m eternal you are joking me apparently how are you judging success james is it record sold Mm,
1: probably it's not me just judging it it's uh joe.ie
0: oh god okay come on let's get this over with. This is bullshit.
1: I'm, I'm finding out that you're just a massive fraud.
0: God, I am a massive fraud. I'm starting to question everything I thought I knew about myself.
1: Question seven Which of these singles from The Prodigy was their biggest hit in the US? No Good, Start the Dance, Breathe, Smack My Bitch Up, Firestarter.
0: That's an interesting question. Oh, I would have to assume that the US was late to take to the prodigy. So I'm going to go for smack my bitch up.
1: It was fire starter. Oh,
0: God, it's so obvious. I left it on the table. God damn it. (laughs) Question eight. Oh, this is
1: horrendous. (laughs) Totally bombing, man. No. Fat Boy Slim's most successful album is You've Come a Long Way, Baby. But what is the most successful single from it? Is it praise you? Right here, right now. The Rockefeller skank. Gangster Trippin'
0: I think it's right here, right now.
1: I also thought that, but apparently it's praise you.
0: Oh, God.
1: Again, well, what are you quantifying as
0: most successful? Record sold, I guess. You see, James, I'm into music that doesn't sell any copies, and that is my excuse I'd for reckon, being terrible at this.
1: I reckon right here, right now is pretty friggin' massive,
0: right? Yeah, Anyway, it's question nine time. How many questions are there? I think there are 13. Okay, okay, lucky for some. Let's see how I do.
1: CNC Music Factory released Things That Make You Go Hmm <laughs> in 1991. <laughs> yeah, they did. The song was inspired by which late night chat show host in the US? David Letterman, Arsenio Hall, Conan O'Brien, Jay Leno.
0: I've got to say Arsenio Hall?
1: It's correct.
0: Oh, thank God for that. Jesus Christ.
1: Question 10. Groove Armada released their debut album in 1998. But what was it called? Was it Goodbye Country, Hello Nightclub, Northern Star, Vertigo, or Lovebox? Vertigo. It was Northern Star.
0: Oh, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Unbelievable.
1: I was, uh, I was at a, a wedding once where the, the groom... Mentioned Groove Armada in his uh, oh, really? his wedding speech. He was saying how they met at a festival and uh, unfortunately Groove Armada were playing. Oh! And so they uh, had to get away from Groove Armada. Uh, I
0: like Groove Armada. I think
1: they've got some good tunes. And he said at the end, uh, we, since then we've gone from strength to strength. The same cannot be said for Groove Armada. That is not true. <laughs> I think
0: Groove Armada Armada are stalwarts of British dance music and I won't hear a word said against them.
1: Question 11. In yep. 1995, I'm not going to do the voice, Left Field released the single Open Up, which featured vocals from which No, single?
0: I believe Open Up came out in 1993, James. Well, it's not my quiz. Um, Maybe it was re-released. Uh, it was John Lydon on vocals. It is true. Yeah, boom, in your face world. 12. One of the founding members of The Orb,
1: Jimmy Courty, was also a previous member of which? The KLF. Yeah, boom. Kaboom. You're redeeming yourself? No, oh, eh? thank God. Here's another most successful one. Uh, In 1999, Moby released the massively successful album "Play." His but, worst work. But which single from it was the most successful? Oh, was it "Porcelain"? Why does my heart feel so bad? Natural Blues or
0: Body Rock? Um, I'm gonna go for like it always seems to be like the worst. Uh, most normy ones. So I'm going to go for. Why does my heart feel so bad? It's correct. Boom, son! You see, I'm back on my shit. Yeah,
1: you got seven out of thirteen. Oh
0: god, that <laughs> is really poor. Um, I'm ashamed, James. I'm not going to lie to you, mate. I think I performed poorly, and I think I need to be punished.
1: I think the things you well, I think the <laughs> things you didn't know are the specific commercial successes.
0: Yeah, of what I was mean,
1: better than what? Who cares?
0: Yeah, basically dance music shouldn't be successful when it's when it's entered the pop sphere that's when it loses its sexiness so I'm gonna stand by my crappy answers to this not bad quiz
1: that's fair enough All right, Tim, uh, we are
0: playing out with an interview again. Another interview. Well done, us. So this is who exactly? Well, my friend, this is none other than Hervé, the bass music innovator, son. Okay. So he, and I know you don't know anything about dance music, much like myself, Um, but uh, yeah, he was instrumental in the kind of Fidget house slash wobble house sound of the late noughties. He uh, so he did stuff under his own name hervey uh In particular, uh, cheap thrills, which sampled Thriller or replayed Thriller, mm-hmm. which is a massive hit and uh, still gets heard a lot. And he was also part of the Count and sindon as well. He had a fair bit of crossover success, and he's done a few other bits and bobs, including uh, doing some of the music for. Was it snatch or layer cake? I it can't remember. It was snatch. It was snatch. I haven't seen either, um, but yeah. So he's he's done all kinds of bits and bobs, and his his more recent stuff. He's released an album on Skint, which is, used to be Fatboy Slim's label, and I think is now owned by somebody else. Which is a more down affair. So he's really done all kinds of bits and bobs. So I thought we'd better have a chat with him. So, Herve, thank you for taking the time out to talk to us. No problem at all. Let's uh, let's do some chatting about uh, music making, uh, shall we? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, in the in the early part of your career, in the very early noughties, you did a bit of work on the Snatch soundtrack, I believe. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, uh, we did. Uh, me and my friends, we had a band called Clinton. We were doing really well in kind of rough trades. Selling, making our own vinyls, we sell them in there, and it's a group of them there. The group are there, and then um, we got asked to do some music for that. For Snatched by Guy Ritchie, and we did the, the theme tune, and we did a few other bits, uh, but uh, only one other bit got in there, and that was this kind of dramatic instrumental that went on the uh, the wake the bit the wake bit. So we had a couple of tracks on that where we got the I mean the biggest part obviously was doing the theme tune to it. That, Got ripped off a few times afterwards by other
0: people. It's quite interesting to see. Yeah, nice, wicked. Well, you know, you're doing you're doing all right if other people are copying you. Basically, it's the sincerest yeah, form yeah. of flattery. Yeah. Basically, so what? So did was it was it a case of the um, your music at your Clint music had been heard basically by people involved with the film or whatever? It wasn't you like sort of shopping yourselves around or anything like that. No,
2: it was a friend of a friend who uh, who basically. Um, Passed on some of our music to him. and happened to know him personally.
0: Oh, nice, so, wicked! Uh, well, that's pretty, pretty convenient. Nice score, score. Yeah, wicked. And what was it? What was it like working with Guy Ritchie? Was there much interaction with him?
2: Yeah, there was. Um, there was some. Sometimes um, I went down to the the film set a couple of times and chatted to him. He kind of given us a brief description of what he wanted the theme tune to be like. It was kind of like. You you know start slow, build up, big big credits hit here, and then the rest of the thing. So we had this kind of vague idea that we wanted, and we really wanted to develop it into much more of a like really like the 60s soundtracks where they had um, a motif that would reoccur, but in different styles through the film. Okay. Um, so you'd have the same melody, but it would be in uh, different styles or or, or different tempos, or whatever. So we had like a boss and over version of the. Uh, Um, the theme tune uh, and we had like a kind of spaghetti western one almost but um, he didn't really want to run with that idea but we all of us got big fans and we provided those bits for him but
0: okay okay well it's nice um, it's nice to make a bit of effort and everything even if it doesn't you know it doesn't end up in the final thing I guess
2: yeah yeah I mean you find that a lot in all kinds of all kinds of elements of music about how much stuff wasn't used or how many you know different processes you had to go through I mean the theme tune was like 21 I did 21 different versions of different dro- different kinds of style of breakbeat stuff because oh my god! Kept some Madonna-, Madonna told him that it sounded too jungle or something. <laughs> so he really couldn't listen. listened to it I and mean, it what, was like a kind of 60s, 70s pastiche, you know, like a yeah. uh, soundtrack pastiche in our mind. Um, but in the end of the adventure, I did all these different versions. In fact, you know, with MIDI and Atari and, you know, Akai s nine fifties loading the, st- you know, trying to find the, the hits and the snares and the stuff and making these breakbeats. So, and in the end, I just went with the first one anyway <laughs> <You know. laughs> wicked. wicked. Yeah, well, cause it always sounded you know it always
0: sounded the best yeah, right, well, at least you know uh, for your own you know peace of mind that you tried every single conceivable option there, so that's that's yeah,
2: I mean you can't yeah you' with an opportunity like that, you've got to sort of do the best you can and just sort of over 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 provide stuff almost you know
0: yeah no totally totally so as um as as well as doing your sort of own stuff and your film stuff as well you uh you run cheap thrills, cheap thrills is going at the moment, still, isn't it? You've just done a
2: compilation album, yeah yeah, yeah. we just did the ten years uh thing last year, did a comp and stuff, and, um, so it's kind of like a turning at the um of the page now really to a new sort of era, I think' It'll be uh whats slightly changed?
0: Yes, I mean, what's that going to involve? Because, like, you know, um, Cheap Tools has been responsible for like some breaking some quite big artists, like Fake Blood, Jack Beats, and Lone or whatever. So, so yeah, what's what's the new chapter going to be about, and how are you going to find more artists of the sort of high caliber that you've been uh, putting out so far?
2: Well, I think that's kind of been the problem because the nature of record labels and making record labels, you kind of go in and out of um, in and out of favor. Mm. And, and popularity, you know, some sort of like you see, for example, uh, at the moment, house music and tech house is kind of dominating everything. So you see labels associated with that either kind of coming back to life or, or having a real second wind, mm. third wind in some cases or whatever. Um, some like Effective, for example, you know, they're uh, uh, having a big, big resurgence that happened over the last few years. So um, your sort of ability to lure in uh, uh, new artists that, um, you have to get in really early, basically, because uh, as soon as they pop their head over the parapet, everybody wants. Because everybody wants real proper talent. Because anyone can make a club record that will go. Uh, you can sell on Beatport now, but yeah, real sort of talent is quite difficult.
0: Mm. So, where do you plan on finding this? Then is it just uh, is it just a case of like? I mean, do people send you a lot of demos, or do you get a lot of tips from like your friends and stuff like that? How does it work?
2: It's a combination of everything really and um, um it's a combination of uh, all those different things. But um it's just quite hard at the moment because obviously there's a million record labels out there and um um you also get a million weird E D M and um MO's <laughs> all the time that you have to Sure, sure. No like you know, there's people who don't listen to your sort of label and just send you like uh, you know, like these big cordy EDM records from like six years ago. It's a very weird phenomenon. Right, right. Um, it's it's really hard at the moment. Basically, that's uh, that's the upshot of it. But I do my own stuff. But um, it's good to have an outlet.
0: Oh, of course, of, um, of course, yeah, of course. Well. sure, yeah. sure. I mean, with your own stuff, I mean, you do you do a lot of sort of collaborations with different artists under loads of different names, basically. I mean, it, it, these days with everything being all about you know marketing yourself or whatever and that sort of and socials and that sort of thing, is I mean that must be that must be quite difficult having all those different names to manage.
2: Yeah, I mean, career wise, it's a very bad idea. Definitely, <laughs> I mean, enjoyment, yeah, enjoyment wise, it's it's great. I love it. Yeah, Um, because I like. I just sort of let my curiosity. I work instinctively where my curiosity takes me. But I'm not very. I don't plan things. for super cynically or anything. But um, I think that's had to change in the last year or so because it's becoming so. You know, fifty percent brand, fifty percent image, uh, you know, uh, uh, artwork, and all those elements of fifty percent music. Sometimes less. I mean, some. Well, a lot of these DJs now. It's not even who's doing music. It's about being a kind of. Sort of personality, you know, made up or otherwise on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, and it's just—I just think it's pathetic. But it's not very cool, uh, not, is it? Let's face it. it.
0: Do you know what I mean?
2: No, but I mean it's considered cool by the the, the wave the waves that we have of, of, of clubs and stuff at the moment. But of course, that always changes, you know. Yeah. So um, that's well, you know people are enjoying it, and that's fine. But it's just it's just not really for me. But I am sort of slimming things down, focusing a bit more because. Basically, I don't want to sound like a marketing uh, guy, but to penetrate the market and where to put your records out, uh, you, you need to focus and you need to work that little bit extra and, and you know, and let people know, you know, it's like, you know, you start using things like brand and these words and stuff. Yeah. It, it is like super important now. I and mean, a lot of younger kids, you know, they're sort of second nature, so that's how they see it. Uh, uh, from, from day one, they don't see any other, uh, other thing, so it will probably evolve on from this. I don't, I, I, from the sort of the younger generations that are coming through, mm. you know, they, they just come through in waves. But so that's a key point. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, it becomes a hobby and you go away and become a painter or a filmmaker or something. And, and you put it out because there's a lot of work goes into doing it, you know, behind the scenes, like the two guys, the the, the lady and the, and the man that helped me, at, um, sheet thrills. Obviously they, they're putting effort into this all the time. So you need to make it worthwhile by, uh, focusing a bit more than just working off on a whim (laughs) of like oh I love this I'll put this out you've got to be a bit more thoughtful about it I've done it for years and it's been great but you know you've got to sort of which
0: way the wind blows, really. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I mean, another thing that must have been challenging is you put an album out a few a couple of years ago that's just been re released, which is a bit of a sort of is a is stylistic sort of change for you. I mean, that must be that it must be hard to sell kind of like die-hard fans who you've had for years on a project that is pretty different.
2: Well, yeah, because it, it was quick, and I think it was one of 10 club records and then 10 sort of down tempo one, so it was like a double album. Mm. like a triple vinyl, double CD thing. And actually, I've, got, I've had a discussion with Skimp, BMG, who, who own it, and I was I was kind of initially thinking, oh, I would take it back and do something, but we've had a really good sort of uh, meeting about this, about what we're going to do, so it's going to be repackaged. The dark stuff is going to be sort of taken off the album and just put, uh, sort of re- re-put as uh, EPs. Oh, okay. Gonna focus,
0: yeah,
2: so we're going to focus solely on the 10... Um, the 10 sort of t- down-tempo one, which is really my sort of favourite thing that I've done, I think, as, as a sort of a, a, a body of, tr- of tracks, a collection of tracks, a body of work, as it were, and do some, we're just trying to, we're just speaking to some cool people, um, people I like to get remixes, hopefully Lone will be able to do something else, we tried them before, but it couldn't quite do, couldn't get something going with the track, set to set because they're quite slow, so sometimes people... They're like 63 p.m., so a lot of the tracks are 65. Uh, So we're sending a different one. Hopefully you'll be able to do something. without don't know more see. Just looking at a couple of other people. And, um, yeah, so it can be re-released, basically. So I'm quite excited about that. Yeah, Wicked.
0: I mean, I guess it makes a lot of sense to kind of, like, change the format um, if people are consuming music in different ways these days, like Spotify, for example. I guess it it makes a lot of sense to, to jiggle it around and make it so that people understand what they're getting a bit better.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's basically represent it in a way that makes a bit more sense because a lot of the focus we started all the focus was on the club records at the beginning and it got off to a flyer and then we just sort of got bogged down in it. So, uh, which was kind of of slowed everything down. It just wasn't happening quick enough. So we just kind of stopped because I wasn't very happy. So now we're going to put it in a place where I'm much happier about it and. I'm glad, you know, it's good to know that they really they appreciate the the, the album and what, really want to do something decent with it. That's cool. So, that's great, yeah. But yeah. like you say here, it's about sort of, as you said, you know, putting it back out there again in a way that people can sort of understand it, a bit better, rather than being hit with all these sort of club records and then not being able to, not even getting to the down tempo stuff, you know, it's just the way... Things work these days. It's, I mean, to be honest, it changes every month what PR and promoters people tell you. They should, oh, this month we should be doing this because it worked, yeah. Right, right, right. you, You just have to ride the waves, basically.
0: No, that's fair enough. Um, and the other thing I think is uh, kind of, like, important in your career is that you have done a lot of big-name collaborations. And I was just, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, it's hard enough to collaborate with small-time people or whatever. Working with a bunch of big-name people must be tricky. I mean, do you have any sort of, like, techniques or tricks for, for making those big-name collabs work?
2: Um, I, it's difficult because a lot of them approach me Okay. Back, you know, when they were, when they happened, and then some people weren't big. When I, I depends which one you are talking about, because some of them like it was zebra cats. Why I just kind of hounded him, and mm. uh, that um, that just came off that way. And we started talking, and sending, so sending him ideas, and then one stuck, and he came. He, he, he came over to, to, to the country. I got him in, uh, got him to the house and recorded it. Um, stuff like Armand Van Helden and Fatboy Slim. They just just sort of in and about. And the scene, they sort of reached out to me and I've seen them, you know, vet them in the flesh and stuff like that. And just chatted to them and it just came about, you know? Yeah. All people spoke to my people, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But and in terms of the actual doing the tunes, though, do you have any sort of, like, particular, like, approaches that you have to working with people or whatever, just to make the workflow work well? Do you know what I mean?
2: Well, um... Armand and I are both sort of we are sitting in the driving seat kind of guys. Yeah. So we kind of sent stuff backwards and, we sent stuff backwards and forwards or whatever the norm. And I think uh, he does a bit of that. But at the time, certainly, you know, I was the kind of in the driving seat guy with him sort of playing stuff and uh, playing ideas and playing the keys and stuff. Well, we're both doing everything, really. But, I, you know, that, in that dynamic, I was more the driving seat guy in terms of, you know, the technical stuff on screen. mm and um, I'd went to, down to his at Brighton and hung out with him and just listened to tracks and ideas and stuff, seeing if we could find something that we thought would stick. And then he'd come to mine, and we'd done the same thing. And then after that, we kind of sent around. This machines can do the work, um, the vocal that was in that track. And then we just finished it. To be honest, I don't think, um, you know... I wasn't very happy with the record, to be honest. I don't think Norm was in the best place to be making music again. Mm-hmm. I think he thought he should be, but he was, I don't know if he was feeling particularly inspired. Um, it did okay, but I just not really, uh, you know, but um, it looks like, well, we'll we're going to be having another crack at it again this year, and we'll see how that, how the story evolves with that.
0: Well, it must be nice to have the opportunity to like feel like you can you can go sort of go back to the well or whatever and get if you feel like you weren't really satisfied with the results the first time. It must be nice to have that ability to like go back and have another crack at it, basically.
2: Well, yeah, they come up with an idea, or he comes up with an idea, uh, and you think, well, and and they they are in, into it. It's fine because I sent stuff to my aunt, and he's just uh, not, just not feeling it, you know. Yeah, so I'd love to work with him again. So you just have to be. Uh, just be patient and then just, you know, not everyone's going to love everything or not everyone's going to be like, yeah, let's do it again, let's do it again. Everyone's so different. So you have to kind of, you know, work, and also work with people like that. They're much bigger than you, much more famous than you. and You might have sort of much more current credibility or whatever the, you know, whatever it is that's going on with you at the time. You always have to remember that they, um, you know, age, they're older than me, uh, experience and uh, hit, hit records and stuff. So you kind of have to sort of listen, you know, listen to them. Mm. Primarily, you mm. know, not that they did to me, it's just sometimes, like, say, for our Armand would always want to handle the mix down, you right?
0: Know, okay, you,
2: okay, okay, okay. You don't really want to say to, 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 to up <laughs> much because I wanted to, but um, you just can't sometimes, you
0: know. Well, that's the thing, and the thing is, if you're going to put your hands in anybody's hands, it might as well be Armand Van Helden, do you know what I mean? It's just like.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous, and the, the records he's made, and the hits he's had, and the underground stuff he's had, exactly. Yeah. But sometimes you, when you get it back, and you you think, oh, that hi-hat could be a bit loud, couldn't it? And you think, oh, well.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. As long as you can say, hey, look, that's how Armand Van Helden wanted the hi-hats. I don't think anyone can really argue with that. Do you know what I mean?
2: Well, exactly. That's, that's I suppose that's the point I'm making when you do these things like that. Whereas Norm um, obviously had an opinion on it, but I just kind of put it, put it together. <laughs> okay, um, wicked, wicked. Yeah, yeah, if it p- slim. yeah, it was more. Like he just—I mean, if he anything would have said and I would have listened to him. But just happier I it.
0: Yeah, well, I guess um, it's whoever's yeah. got their hands on the faders at the time, basically, isn't it? Really, who, yeah, uh, who gets the final yeah. say? So that's fair enough. Well, Her- Joshua Hervey, that has been uh, very enlightening. Do you want to plug anything before you go?
2: Yeah, just keep a lookout for my um, uh, machines. Don't care new stuff which is coming out this year. Uh, followed by uh, be an EP and then there'll be a compilation and then maybe an album after that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Working on tons of fairbase stuff just and just deciding which ones will be allowed out of the studio, basically. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, wicked. I've also bought, I've also bought a, um, a roll into TBO3, which I'm having immense amounts of fun with, so there'll probably be a, bit, a fair bit of acid. Oh, is, House this year. <laughs> is that
0: the is that the the uh, like the new boutique one? Is it or did you actually fork yeah. out for like an? Oh, okay, wicked. yeah, I just um, I just did an interview with uh, Force Mass Motion, who really really rated it. Uh, you know, apparently it's a lot of fun to play with. Yeah. Oh,
2: it's amazing. Like, it, it's just I need to get used to used to it because uh, I've never used one before and I don't know how they work. So I'm using it to get YouTube videos, sort of working it out, trying to embed it in my brain how to do it and how to make it work with Cubase in a way that oh it's just insane. I don't know, you know I think you need you need to send audio down the USB as well but then I'm trying to cable it with a quarter inch jack anyway it's just just, just like a, it's kind of a wish fulfillment in a way yeah <laughs> <laughs> I I through the 90s I wanted one of those little silver bastards all right and i ended up you know you've got an aviation base station it's just not the same thing it, oh no no not at all not at all you yeah know, yeah uh, i just thought the other day i looked and i was like my god they like 300 quid yeah yeah nothing yeah and i think you know they very well could become reasonably rare as well because things come in phases and they're really not manufacturers so i thought i found a with enormous fun and it's worth a part.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it seems like Roland have some very interesting ideas about that when they discontinue and uh, revive uh, their hardware. So you never, you never know yeah. what's going to happen next.
1: all right my tim it is time for us to part once again
0: thank god i'm really glad that this episode is over after that shocking showing with the uh, dance music quiz mate
1: we'll catch you in a fortnight's time and uh, don't forget to uh, enter that composition and stuff yo
0: yeah enter whatever you can whenever you can that's my philosophy
1: it certainly has been that's why i'm leaving
0: we'll be back in about two weeks time in the meantime mm, have a good time yeah just like if it feels good do it guys I know, rub yourself in condiments and run naked down the street. Why not? Nothing matters at all. Hey, hey, hey. Oh my Jesus goodness. Christ. I don't think you've got a plug in to remove that.